do, 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 do. Here we go. My name's Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. We have a special guest with us today, and his name is Bill Dwight from famzoo.com. And uh, Bill, welcome to Zen Parenting Radio. Hi, Todd and Kathy. Delighted to speak to your audience. Thank you. Well, we're delighted to have you. Um, we get a lot of uh, requests that people contact us and say, hey, I want to be on your show. This actually happened in reverse. I contacted Bill because, I don't know, some reason on a Saturday morning early, I uh, decided that I needed to have some better resources to teach my children about money. So I got on Google and I said, family resources, financial management, and uh, FAMZU, which is the website that Bill created back in, when did it get created, Bill? Uh, well, it was nine years ago. Okay, so, so nine or ten years ago, depending on when in the year you started in 2006. And yep. Bill's came the highest recommended. So I'm going to give you a quick bio on Bill. Um, Bill is the founder and CEO, or as he likes to call himself, the chief dad of FAMZU.com. And what FAMZU is, it's a virtual family bank that integrates prepaid cards, accounts, and online family finance tools to help parents and kids develop responsible money habits. Um, so that is kind of what FAMZU is. So Bill's going to do a much better job than I am about um, what FAMZU is, but I kind of feel like a good starting point, Bill, would be to um, help me understand not what it is, but why you started this in an effort to help families have a better understanding on their personal finances. What, 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 what was your inspiration? Oh, the inspiration was having too many children um, <laughs> <laughs> and wanting to make sure that uh, they were able to um, take care of themselves uh, financially. But basically, much like you, you know, one weekend it sort of dawned on me as our, we have, uh, Selena and I have five children. How old are they, just out of curiosity? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> the youngest is um, 13, going on 14 this week. And our oldest, our daughter, is uh, 25. So they kind of run the, the gamut. And when the older two were in about middle school, it dawned on us that, hey, they should probably learn something about personal finance because they're really not learning it in the schools. So... That's when I, you know, started to do kind of the same thing you're doing, which is kind of um, look around for tools to help me teach them that money is a finite resource and uh, that they need to live to learn, learn to live within constraints and, and be mindful about their spending and those kinds of things. So that was sort of what, what kicked it off. And there really aren't a lot of products that are, that are built for uh, kids learning about money. I mean, most financial products are really built for adults. And, um, and furthermore, you know, they're not super motivated to, to teach kids good money habits. They're almost, uh, you know, I have to say kind of designed to trap you if you make bad money decisions. And so the whole point was, you know, what if the, the key idea is, you know, what, what, what if a system were actually designed to teach you good money habits. And that's, that's what FAMZU is all about. And I happen to be, have been in software all my professional life. And so I kind of sat down and started mapping out, um, 
you know, a software system, and then we integrated the prepaid cards later to allow the kids to actually do their own uh, purchasing and so forth with prepaid cards. And we're going to talk and, about the uh, pre prepaid cards in a little bit, but um, sure. back, back to but the first. That, that was a general idea, right, was to, gee, what if the system was actually designed to encourage good habits. I love it, love it. And it's funny because I have a passion for personal finance. I've read, I've read many, many books about it. I actually taught a Zen, a Zen Finance, uh, personal finance money course that I just kind of created after I read a book from Tony Robbins called Money Master the Game and had a handful mm, of people sure. do that. And it's just something that I think is so important. It's something that I find is actually very interesting, whereas a lot of other people, like my wife, may not find as, as interesting as I do. Um, but like, you know, as far as like the schools, what the schools are teaching, obviously, you know, they focus on reading and math and science and social studies and all that other thing, you know, and like, you know, in high school, a lot of these kids are going to learn like trigonometry and for the very small amount of kids out there that are going to be engineers, that's absolutely important. Yet, I think personal finance is a subject that gets pretty much ignored from the schooling system. Is that something you'd agree with? Yeah, I, I, I do agree that that's the case. And I think that money is tricky because it's very emotional. It's very tied up with uh, values. People, um, you know, how you use your money and deploy your money is often a very intimately intertwined with your values. So it can be a bit of a sticky topic for schools. But I'm a huge fan of uh, including that in the curriculum. And as far as I'm concerned, it should be a full court press. I mean, let's let's get the concepts in the schools. Let's let's uh, you know, the home is a great place to get the experience and the practice, because after all, the, the parents are typically the source of the funds for the younger kids. Right. And um, and, you know, let's put tools in the hands of parents so we can lower the bar for them to be good money mentors because a lot of parents have anxieties about their own um, you know issues around money and might not feel that they're competent to, to teach their kids or they're afraid of it or they are embarrassed maybe by their situation and so the more we can put tools in in people's hands that lowers the bar for for parents to feel confident to go ahead and have those conversations um, you know, that, that's what we're trying to do. Well, and I would say that, um, most parents, um, not most, I'm going to generalize, but let me give you an example. When I was, uh, 26 or 27 years old, I bought a two flat apartment building because I thought real estate was going to be my vehicle towards wealth. And when I bought that, I didn't even exactly even understand what a mortgage was. Like I knew that my parents had to pay a mortgage, but I didn't know when you have a mortgage, do you own the house? Does the bank own the house? Um, you know, some very simple concepts like the magic of compound interest. These are very simple things that I think a lot of us adults don't even begin to understand the power and the knowledge of that. Um, do you feel that that is uh, something that's missing in even many adults, much less the children? Well, definitely. And, and when it comes to kids, let's take the example of compound interest. If your only recourse to teach your kids uh, compound interest is a traditional savings account, well, those interest rates are near zero. So, you know, it's not going to be wholly compelling to a kid if you take that birthday check, go put it somewhere in a, in a traditional savings account, and then maybe at the end of the year, you remember to tell your kid that they made a penny. Mm -hmm. I mean, th does that incent them to save? I don't think so. So what we have on our accounts is what we call parent paid interest, where the parent creates the interest rate. And I pay my 
kids an outrageously awesome interest rate, and I, I deliver it weekly so that they get a text message every week that says you saved, you know, 23 cents, uh, or excuse me, you earned, you know, 23 cents in interest this week, because I want to just reinforce that message, the concept. And I want to do it on a, a time frame that a kid can appreciate, which is, you know, more weekly <laughs> than annual or whatever, and just keep um, repeating the message that, hey, if you put your money away uh, into this separate account where you're getting um, dad's high interest, high savings rate, then it's going to grow on its own and just keep drilling that message in. I think that a lot of people don't realize how important repetition is to build habits. You know, they might say, well, I remember I told my kid about compound interest one weekend. <laughs> That's not going to cut it, right? But um, you'll find that if every week they're sort of getting that reinforcement, you, you start to have these wonderful moments like, hey, dad, could you transfer $30 out of my spending account to my savings account? Because I want to get your, your high interest rate. You know, that's when the light bulb starts going off. Um, Bill, I so agree. And just in the short amount of time that Todd's been working with the girls um, with FAMZU, I've already heard those kind of conversations, which has been really kind of fun. Um, I am definitely the one that doesn't enjoy finances as much as Todd does. I mean, I'm definitely consider myself wise, meaning I'm not a big spender, but I do have a lot of emotion around it where I don't enjoy looking at it as much as Todd does. Do you think that FAMZU, <clears throat> excuse me, also becomes a teaching tool for the parent because then they end up looking, not only are they teaching, but while they're teaching, they're kind of making their own decisions and maybe learning in the process because that's kind of why I got excited about it is I thought, okay, maybe this is something I can jump on. And like you said, I can really start to learn. I feel like I know my values, but I can really start to learn more as I'm teaching my children what they need to know. Yeah, well, Kathy, I, I agree. And I think one of the, the beautiful side effects for anyone who's sort of a little anxious about you know, maybe where they sit financially or whatever before turning to their kids. You know, you often hear, get your own house in order before you talk to your kids. I'm like, you know, I mean, that's a great sentiment. But, you know, the wonderful side effect is if you start talking to your kid about maybe splitting allowance or chore payments between spending, saving, and giving or compound interest or any of those things, you start thinking about it yourself. You're like, hey, wait a minute. Do I have an emergency fund? Like one of the things that I started doing with my teens – finally, and I don't know why, is I finally started requiring them to keep an emergency fund. So I have the, the high interest bank of dad savings rate, right, in one account, but then I have the separate emergency fund bucket that they're required to get up to a couple hundred bucks because, hey, um, anyone who's had teenagers, I don't know where you, how old your kids are. But they're getting there. Emerg emergencies happen. Mm -hmm. You know, that first fender bender, whatever. Um, you know, so... The point is that once you start communicating uh, and are prodded to communicate these topics with your kids, you start reflecting on your own situation, and um, it's almost like the family becomes accountability partners, and I, I think that's a neat side effect. Me too, and one of my favorite parts of this, and you just mentioned it, so I'll just um, you know say it again, is the splitting of the money between the um, the giving the saving, and then what else, Todd? And then the spending. And what's interesting is I have, when you walk in our house, I have these three boxes that say those words. Like I've always, you know, this is what we save, this is what we give, and this is what we spend. And we put change in those boxes. And that's kind of how I tried to teach them when they were little. Um, but now this is like 
a more real life decision making where my daughter is earning money babysitting and she's realizing that, yes, you earn this money, but you have to figure out still how you're going to divide that, that there is still a part of giving even when you're making money. And that to me is I think that's even teaching a value system simultaneously as a financial decision. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And the other thing I really like is I've always had this interest in getting kids involved in philanthropy early, um, partly because I feel like I was kind of late to the philanthropic game. And uh, the neat thing is, you know, watching sort of the joy on the kid's face when they have like their own uh, giving card. Each of our cards are like an account for the prepaid cards. Yeah, I feel and like this would able... be a good time for you to explain what FAMZU is and how it works between the different spending cards. This might oh, be a good sure. time to jump in. Yeah, so um, first of all, let's start with a prepaid card. A prepaid card is, I think, a really neat vehicle because it's basically you can't spend more than what's on the card. So you can only load, you can, you can only spend what's loaded on the card. Your kid can't go into debt on our cards. Um, if they try to spend more than what's on the card, they'll simply get a decline. Our cards are MasterCard prepaid cards, and um, and there's lots of prepaid cards out there. So I'm I'm not just talking about our product. I think it's a neat vehicle for for anyone really. Um, and so you know, the thing that's unique about our cards is it's not just an individual card. We uh, let families have a group of cards, and they're all linked together. And one of those cards is special. It's sort of, it's like the bank of mom and dad card or the, you know, bank of dad card or bank of mom card, whichever. And you load that card up with some funds and then you can shoot money from your bank of mom and dad card to any of your kids instantly and without any fees. Because often when you move money around in the banking system, someone's going to nick a fee off you, right? So the idea is, Put a chunk on this one, sort of what we call parent funding card. And then from there, you can shoot money to your kids using the FAMZOO app and application instantly and for free. And um, so I don't know how you use it with your kids, but some people set up like automatic allowance rules. Sounds like one of your kids is doing babysitting. Mm -hmm. So um, you might uh, uh, just manually credit funds to the card every time babysitting is done. Yeah, that's what or we have do. That we, um, yeah. we, we, so I have an app on my phone. I mean, I cannot, the reason I like FAMZOO so much and I had a feeling I would like it, but I wouldn't know until I used it. So I went ahead and, and got it going. So each of my three daughters has three cards. They have a spending card, a giving card and a savings card. And the only one they carry around with them is a spending one. But my seven-year-old or how old is she she's eight she's eight my eight-year-old has a spending card that she like when she goes to starbucks with us and she wants to get something special she will literally use the card and give it to him now there's an uh, there's a very interesting discussion and argument about this because I have always heard for the last 20 years of my life that kids need to understand the value of money so they need to see the paper. And I feel like that argument has now switched over to we are so virtual right now, forget about the paper. And I wonder wh what your thoughts are about that. Oh, I love this topic because um, it's so – people get really emotional about this, right? Like, yes, there are studies that show that you are much more frugal when you spend cash, right? Because there's this physical – you know, you're peeling off the bills. You're watching it go, um, you know, off to the merchant and you're, <laughs> you're looking longingly at your dollars as they go away, right? And so – but the problem is we're moving to an electronic world. So as much as I 
love that that tactile reinforcement of making people be mindful about spending, we're not going to reverse that tide. So what we need to do is say, well, what could we do, you know, with some thoughtful technology that starts to bring back some of the so-called pain of spending? Well, turn on alerts because um, it, with FAMZU, every time you spend or your child spends, if they've got alerts turned on, they get an instant text message back that says, you just spent, you know, 425 and you have $10.47 left. And so, you know, if we can't have that physical component, let's use the technology to our advantage to basically remind, you know, your child how much they spent, how much they have left. And this is an example where our alerts always have the remaining balance on it. Now, you'll notice that most banks and credit cards don't tell you <clears throat> the remaining balance. <laughs> Why? Because they make money off you. The, you know, the more you spend, the more money they're going to make. That's, that's their business model. That's why we just charge a flat subscription fee because we never want our business model to get in the way of teaching good money habits, right? Um, so my point is I think that we can harness we, – we can accept the fact that we're going more digital, but then we can harness technology to um, you know, recreate some of those experiences that maybe we had in a non-digital case. In this case – Constantly reminding the kid, this is how much you spent, this is how much you have left. And by the way, alerts are fabulous anyway because that's how you get a jump on fraud. Like if, you know, someone just bought uh, a uh, big screen TV uh, 300 miles away across the country and you get an alert, <laughs> you know, you're going to be right on it. you be like, wait a minute, I didn't buy that. Mm. So alerts are just good way of being mindful with your money. Or maybe, maybe you have a Netflix uh, subscription that you've sort of forgotten about and you're not watching anymore and you get that alert coming in each month each month, and that forces you to say, hey, wait a minute, I'm really not using Netflix anymore or World of Warcraft or whatever your kid's into. Well, know? and the reason I love this as much as I do is the... Pardon the interruption, is- folks. We'll get back to the interview in a sec, but I want to give you three reasons why you need a McGill First Aid Kit. Number one, it's got the best supplies, not the cheapest. Number two, it's got everything in a standard first aid kit and much, much more. And three... It spells everything out for you in an emergency with their color-coded instructions inside the box. So here's the deal. Visit McGillFirstAidKit.com to buy your $70 kit for just $60. And make sure you use the special coupon ZENCODE to get free shipping and the $10 discount. Hunter Clark Fields is a mindfulness mama mentor. She coaches smart, accomplished, overstressed moms on how to create mindfulness in their daily lives. Hunter has over 20 years of experience in yoga and mindfulness practices and has taught thousands worldwide. She does one-on-one coaching and she also has the Present Mama community. It's a subscription service where you get access to an ever-growing library of high-quality yoga practices, guided meditations, and mindful parenting lessons. It includes a community forum and a live group coaching call. Check out presentmamacommunity.com. Now, back to the interview. World of Warcraft or whatever your kid's into. Well, and the reason I love this as much as I do is the convenience. It's all well and good. I used to have this intention of like, oh, I'll make an Excel spreadsheet and then I'll write a check to my daughter. And because I had the savings account for the daughter at the local bank and it's just such a pain in the butt. So 
when I got the FAMZU thing, like, let me give you an example. So my daughter will babysit and she'll, she'll get $7 credited to her. So I will take out my phone and to Bill's point, like my, you know, my card is like the funding card. So I have the control to kind of debit and credit anybody's account at any time. So when she makes her $7 or whatever it was, I just take out my phone, boom. And in an instant, it's, it's in her account. Uh, another example, like they get 20 bucks from the grandma and their birthday card or whatever. I'll take the money, put it in my wallet, take my phone out and put it in, you know, whenever you get gifts for your birthdays, we have set rules. Like 10 of it has goes to spending and the other ha- and five has to go to savings and the other half goes to giving. So the convenience, I mean, above, above everything else that they, FAMZU is all about, the convenience is by far the most valuable. Well, and for me, like I, I never carry cash, never. And so my girls sometimes have cash and I can borrow their money and then put <laughs> money in their FAMZU. So we're even immediately. And before I would feel It's a bad. reverse ATM. It is. I'm serious. I'm like, does anyone but, have like- By the way, when, when we talk about the direction of money, I do want to point out, Todd, that money doesn't always have to flow from the parents to the kids. And for example, one of the things I love doing is making the kids pay for at least one of those things that seems like it's free inside of a family, like the data plan. Mm. So you can set up what we call family billing, where you're dinging your kid's card on a regular basis for some shared expense. Um, You know, there's no point in going overboard about it, in my opinion, but uh, I think a great area to do this is with uh, cell phone charges. So at the end of the month, my kids get a, a billing from from FAMZOO, which is money flowing off of their card back to my card, which is 20 bucks for their share of the, the data plan. Um, you know, you could choose whatever you, whatever maybe billing you want, but the point is to emphasize to, to kids, hey, these things aren't all free. And so I don't want you to be surprised when you go out in the real world, right? And you're on your own. You need to know that you need to plan ahead for paying regular bills, and and that 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 life is expensive. And so that that's I just wanted to give no, one example. I think money is actually flowing in the other direction. No, I think that's a wonderful example. And the one thing I will say is, first of all, the support that FamZoo gives to you is amazing. There's you. There's a. I think you have your own YouTube channel. If not a YouTube channel, you have all these kind of getting started videos and the reason we, I bring we have some videos that are poorly done by me. Yes. <laughs> no, I actually use them to set it up because what I want to say is because every family is different. Every family has a different expectation of teaching money management to their children. So you can set it up in any way you want. And I'll give you one example of something we struggle with because originally I was going to give our, each of our children an allowance. And that was our, my original intention. They, you know, I think our seventh grader, we're going to give her seven bucks a week and our fifth grader, five bucks a week and our second grader, two bucks a week. And then we realized that we didn't want to do that because Kathy pointed this out. There are certain things that you have to do as part of this family that you do not get paid for. Like whatever it is, like, um, like, you know, when you're, when it's time to set the table, I'm not going to pay you for setting the table. That's part of living in a community. You know, when you're cleaning up your room, that's part of living in a community. So what we ended up doing is I, I, disbanded, like I 
spent all this time getting the allowance set up and then we completely undid the allowance and now all it is it's a checklist so if they clean out the litter box for the rabbit they'll get you know 50 cents if they uh clean out the mud room it's two bucks or whatever so or do their own laundry that's my new favorite yes our seventh grader is doing her own laundry and she gets two or three bucks if she washes it folds it puts it away and she did laundry for the whole family for like a week i know it was the best yeah i love this this topic todd and kathy because it's so explosive right like you go into a a cocktail party you want to start a fight you just start talking about you know do you link chores to allowance and you know talk about allowance in general people get all fired up i think that what i love in hearing this is you don't have to do one or the other right it can be a hybrid model so for example yes uh clearing the table and picking up your clothes is just expected. It's part of being in the family, right? Don't come nickel and diamond me (laughs) (laughs) for that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, um, you know, cleaning up after the dog in the backyard, that might get you something. Um, And so there's no reason why it has to sort of be one or the other. You can have some expected chores where you're sending the message, hey, we all pull together. We're a family unit and, and, you know, don't try to hold us up for money for that. (laughs) And here's some extra jobs where you can make a little extra money. And you might end up depending, you know, as the kids get older, I like to have a fixed allowance for a very specific expense that normally I would pick up for them. And the great example for teens is clothing. So here's a fixed allowance. You know, if the kids are busy in schools and extracurricular activities, they might not be able to afford their own sort of clothing during the school year, right? That might not be reasonable. So, you know, here's a fixed monthly allowance for a clothing budget that you're going to propose to me, and then we're going to negotiate about it, and then you're in charge of your clothing, for example. And I think that's a wonderful exercise to put a teenager through. And so in that case, Yes, they're getting an allowance, but it's a budget-based allowance, and it's basically a way for them to manage, in effect, an expense account, which is something you're going to have to do as an adult typically working for a company. And so, you know, that's a, that's a good example. So, um, and, you know, I, we just started using it, I think, January, so only about five or six weeks. And um, I know I only use a small portion of what your interactive website and phone app can do. Like there's a whole budgeting part. And I just started messing with my seventh grader about budgeting because she wants to get a new phone later in the year. And we are starting to set a budget. So she has a certain amount that she knows that she needs to save every week if she wants to meet her goal. Um, there's just so much stuff. And I, I hope as you know, because in the beginning, I'm like, oh, I have to have this all set up and I need to know how all of it works. And then I'm like, well, we'll just take a breath, just get the card set up, and then things will organically start to happen after that. Is that what you find out with a lot of your families? Yes, and and, and thank you for raising that because um, that's sort of, in a way, a bit of an Achilles heel about the product is that, hey, we give you this big toolbox, and that can feel overwhelming, right? Like, oh, I could do all these things, you know? It's like, no, just, just slow down, you know, start... Uh, maybe just um, with a spending card and maybe manual transfers and think about it and add stuff over time. And as your kid matures, they can absorb more as well. So just start really simple. You know, we kind of often see families that will come up with really elaborate setups, you know, and it's just like too much Mm -hmm. at once. And so if they just start simple and then build from that, 
And, you know, naturally things will happen. Like you're talking about your, your uh, daughter saving for a phone perhaps. Well, that might be a good time to start talking about the concept of maybe a loan. Like I made loans to each mm-hmm. of my teens for the laptops that they used in school. And a lot of parents say, oh, I never loan my kid money because that sends the wrong message. And I think, well, there might be situations where it would be very valuable for a kid to have the experience of the pain of a loan. So every week, if your kid's seeing their their wages garnished, (laughs) you know, 10% or whatever to pay for this big ticket item, I think that's a valuable experience because they might be more mindful when they're going out and thinking about buying their first car or, you know, any large item. Hey, I remember what it was like to not be able to go out on pizza on the weekends with my buddies because I was paying off this loan. I love it. I love so it. we're just trying to emulate lots of the experiences that that you anticipate having as an adult, but in a safe environment where uh, the parents are always in the loop and controlling things, basically. Go ahead. Well, I just think it gives them an opportunity to integrate where this becomes a norm for them and they don't have to learn the hard way, like you said. I mean, there'll be things they learn the hard way for sure. But definitely. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, gives them and it gives them an opportunity to practice. Like you said, I love what you said in a safe environment because, you know, what we really do is, as we already talked about, our kids don't really learn this in high school or we're kind of teaching them, you know, on the fly. And then they go to college and the first thing they experience when they walk in the door is people trying to give them credit cards. So to have them practice with us at home and have some positive and negative experiences helps them integrate this in a in a deeper way. So I just wanted to say thank you for creating it. Um, Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, they're going to have these uh, they're going to have these failures. Better for them to have them under your watch, where the consequences aren't so extreme, rather than later when the consequences can be really damaging to them long term. So let's talk. So for complete transparency, I did set up an affiliate relationship with Bill at, at FAMSU just because um, I think this is a, really an invaluable resource. And like I said, above, above everything else, the convenience is why I love it so much. But even if I didn't have an affiliate relationship with Bill, I would be I would definitely be having him on this podcast to give our listeners this resource because it's so, so amazing. But I do want to ask you, Bill, I'm sure what everybody's question is, well, great, this sounds like a wonderful tool. How much is this tool going to cost me every month or every year? What, what are the costs for it? Sure. Yeah. The the worst deal for the product is $5.99 a month for the whole family. And um, I say the worst deal because if you pay in advance, you get a much better deal. So you could get the, the whole product for uh, $60 for two years if you pay in advance. Now, what you might want to do is uh, sign up for the monthly and you get uh, a free month before the first billing hits. And if you like it, then then you might say, oh, I can really see using this for six months or a year or two years and, and pay in advance. And if you don't like it, cancel and, and you will have been able to use the cards for a month um, you know, for free. Uh, so there is a way to, to, to try it for free if you take that route. And I also want to point out that even if you're not sure about the product – you, we have lots of resources. So on our blog, we're always talking about family finance. On our um, Facebook page, I, every day I'm reading articles about family finance and sharing the, the tips and things. So that's another way to kind of warm up to the community without making any um, monetary commitment as well. 
You know, and, we're just really trying to teach people. And I am uh, on the subscription, and the you know, there's so much information out there, and I will tell you that what Bill sends out is not fluff; it's it's usable information. And I'm a big fan of your newsletter as much as I am uh, of the app. Um, there was oh, thank you, Todd. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, then the if our listeners, there's a because we have this partnership with Bill. If you go to our website, zenparentingradio.com, on the right-hand side is where our partners are, and there's an icon for FAMZOO. So if you click on that icon, and then on checkout, there's a promo code for Zen Finance, Z-E-N-F-I-N-A-N-C-E, you'll get an extra month. So you get one free month that Bill picks up, and then there's another one that, uh, because we're affiliated, you get a second month, I believe. Is that correct, Bill? That's correct. So uh, put that in upon checkout, Kathy. Well, and can't they just go straight to the website and then put in Sun, Zen Finance upon checkout? Do they have to go to our... Well, no, um, you want to go to your Zen Parenting website because when you click through that link, then it tells us and then we're able to execute on the affiliate relationship. Great. Yes, they could use the coupon code that we have, but we want to make sure that uh, uh, families that, that hear about FAMZOO by listening to your program, that you get credit um, and you share in our revenues when when those families use the product because oh, you're helping us spread the message. Oh, thank you. Um, so, Bill, as we close, is there anything, um, is there any tidbit that you want to give to parents? Is there anything that you wish we talked about that we didn't talk about? Is there any loose ends that you feel like we need to tie? Yeah, so there is is one favorite tip I have that has nothing to do with FAMZU, uh, but it's about family finance, and that is, please, 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 when your teen gets that first summer job or part-time job, please encourage them, walk them down, set up a Roth IRA, and get them started saving for their retirement. Um, you know, I've done that with four of my five kids. And the only reason I haven't done it with number five yet is he's just 13. So he hasn't gotten that first job yet. But, um, you know, often a teen will get a tax refund because they don't, you know, make enough money. <laughs> uh, and, and that's a good, you know, some people say, well, how do I convince my teen, you know, to, to put some money away without blowing it all on pizza or whatnot? Well, maybe they're getting a little tax refund and that's a great time to step in and say, let's take that Start a Roth IRA. I mean, just imagine, we talk about the power of compound interest. Imagine compounding over 35, 40 years. It's incredibly powerful. And so maybe if you have the resources, you can um, you know, match their contribution a little bit. And that's why we call it sort of, or um, Dan Cadlick, this writer, coined the term family 401k because they're putting a little bit in, you're uh, matching that contribution. Obviously, check with your your um, financial and legal professionals, but the idea is get them started early, and then the one thing that they have in copious amounts is time. Mm -hmm. So get that compounding started early. So that would be my tip that has nothing to do with FAMZU. It's just something that I'm very happy I did with my kids, and I think it sends a great message because it reinforces work too, right? Um, get a job. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and, and there's so many examples out there about the magic of compound interest. If you invest $2,000, you know, when you're 16 years old and then don't touch it for the next, you know, 50 years versus starting to contribute when you're 40 and you put in $2,000 every year, that first contribution many times will be worth more than, you know, the years and years that we're trying to catch up on lost time. Yes, it's extraordinary. And so I, what I do is I sit down every quarter with the kids and we look at a spreadsheet that is a projection on what that could make. 
uh, and we, what we, I often do what I call the deadbeat scenario, and I said, even if you stopped contributing, this is what it'd be worth. And they're like, "Wow, really? That's amazing." So, kind of sitting down and 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 you know, using like an interest calculator or something like that online, which you can find, but just sitting down and showing them the numbers, it's quite eye-opening to them. It's a good way to get their attention. You got to put it in terms that they're going to dig. So. Right. And I don't know if this is true, but I, I, I remember a quote, and I don't know if this was Einstein or not, but I just Googled it. Eighth wonder, uh, compound interest in Albert Einstein, and it says, this is his quote, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And if nothing else, if we can teach our kids the value of what that means, they will be in a position when they're 60 or 65 to never, ever have to worry about taking care of themselves. That's right. So, Bill, I cannot say thank you enough. I have a feeling we're going to have you back on again when I get stuck with one of my kids or how FAMZU works. So would it be all right if we asked you back at some point in the future? I'd be delighted to be back. Uh, Thank you, Todd and Kathy, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for teaching our kids and for teaching me. I'm getting more involved, so I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, we're all learning every day, that's for sure. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We will catch you next time on Zen Parenting Radio. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks for listening, folks. Hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Some other ways you can support Zen Parenting is by asking Kathy or I, or maybe both of us, to speak or present to a group you're affiliated with. Or you can also tell a friend about our podcast. If you ship Amazon, go through the link on zenparentingradio.com first. It doesn't cost you anything, but Zen Parenting will get a small commission. You can also buy any of Kathy's three amazing books through Amazon or our homepage. And if you're like me and you want to teach your children personal financial management, then use FAMZU. It's an amazing resource. It's a virtual family bank that will set your children on a path towards financial freedom. Click on the link on the lower right-hand side of our homepage to learn more. And if you're a Chicago guy and want to learn more about The Tribe, the men's group that I lead, go to thetribemensgroup.com. Do you want to grow your business by partnering with us? Shoot me an email. And you can also give us an iTunes review. Lastly, you can subscribe to our podcast through our homepage or iTunes directly. This will guarantee you're up to speed on the latest and greatest of Zen Parenting Radio. You can always send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and I'll be happy to get back to you as soon as I can. Finally, we're thankful for all your support and encouragement and always remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Keep trucking.